Today is Monday, December 25th, 2023. Merry Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. I'm back. <laughs> I know everyone's been so concerned. I've gotten messages on Instagram and Twitter and emails and um, messages on the uh, website and just, you know, a lot of people are like, what's, what's wrong? What, are you okay? <laughs> yes, I am absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with me. Um, just, you know, well, I have a story to tell, so I, let's, let's go back in time a little bit. So let's go back to October, um, specifically our Halloween party in October. So, you know, we usually have a Halloween party every year, and this year it was different in that all of the guests who came were straight. There were no gay people there except for my husband and I. So right there, that kind of changes the dynamic of conversations and stuff like that. So um, uh, our, our really dear friends um, came, and they brought some friends of, they're really good friends with them, but we had just, we just started um, socializing with them in the last year or so. Well, each of them brought their kids. One is 27 years old, and the other one is 25 years old. So they're, they're adults. Um, so I'm like, you know, I already knew everybody there. So I, I was chatting with the new person, which is the son of this other couple that came. And, um, so like we're standing in the doorway in the kitchen and I'm just chatting with him. I'm like, you know, what do you do for a living? And he tells me, and like, where did you go to school? And he tells me and all this stuff. And I, and then I, you know, start, you know, I, I, here, this is where things go wrong. I'd had a couple glasses of wine by this point, and I don't know why, but I go into this mode where, like, I have to find out all about the these young people. This um, this young guy, um, but he's an adult. He's twenty five years old. So I say to him, "Are you dating?" And he said, "Yeah, I'm dating here and there." And I said, "Girls?" And he said, "Yeah." And I said, "Boys?" And he said, "Yeah." And I was so that like totally turned my brain into like, oh my God, okay, now uh, somebody else here is, you know, either bi or gay or whatever. Um, so then I just, you know, I started asking him questions that were probably inappropriate in a non-gay crowd. Like, you know, I said, are you on the, are you on the apps? And, you know, he tells me he's on Grinder and a couple of the ones, I don't remember what they are. And I ask him, you know, like, um, have you had any dates with guys yet? And he said, yeah, just one. And I was like, how'd that go? And he's like, oh, it's pretty good, pretty nice, you know. He said, I'm sure not, I'm still not sure, you know, where I fall on the on the uh, Kinsey scale, but, um, you know, he's figuring things out. So I'm asking him these questions. And the thing is, after those couple questions, I kind of forgot what I asked him after that. I mean, I don't know if I ask him, like, you know, how big is your dick? Are you a top or a bottom? Or I didn't ask him. I don't think I asked him any of those questions. But I was asking him, like, personal questions about the dating and his life and all this stuff. So we were chatting, and I can see um, out of my left eye, you know, my peripheral vision, I can see his father standing up. And, well, okay, I should say this. At this point, these two couples had gotten into a circle of their own right next to the dining room table. Four chairs, just kind of, well, maybe there was five chairs. And they were all just sitting around in a circle. They're basically ignoring everybody else in the party. And they were um, 
chatting amongst themselves and, and the father was standing up and he gave me a look like, what are you doing? And I just looked at him and said, I'm just talking, you know, like that. And then, you know, I guess I continued to ask him more questions and stuff. And I really don't, I really cannot remember how personal they got, but so I'm talking to him. And then eventually um, I'm like, okay, I, I've got to go get a, get a drink or get wine. I don't know. I, something made me leave the conversation with him. And then he went over and joined his parents and the other kid, I say kid, she's 27 years old, uh, soon to turn 28, by the way. Um, anyway, um, joined that little circle of these, of these two couples. And everyone else in the party, they're like mingling and we're talking about wine and we're you know, catching up with, uh, my husband had a friend in from California and we were chatting with him and his girlfriend and um, just, you know, moving about the party and stuff. And then I, uh, it was time for me to get some more wine. So I go over to the, um, where we had the wine set up and, and the kid was there getting wine too. So I started another conversation with him and I, I can't remember exactly how it got started, but I ended up telling a story that was very personal about the girl, the daughter, the 27 year old, um, when she was like 16, 17 or 18. I can't remember exactly uh, how old she was when this happened. But um, I'm not going to tell the story because it's personal and it's none, you know, none, none, none of anybody else's business. Anyway, so I tell that story, and this was very close to that little circle of people there that they were kind of you know, excluding everybody else. They were just kind of sitting there talking. So they heard me tell the story, and they got upset with me, uh, our dear friends, and the daughter got upset. And at the time, I wasn't really paying attention, wasn't really aware of what was going on. And um, after I told him the story, we just kind of moved away from each other and I, you know, went and focused on other people and stuff. And then people were starting getting ready to leave and um, it ended up, uh, who I can't remember who all was there, but towards the end of the party, about half of the people had left and there were not that many people left. Um, like our dear friends were there and um, I can't remember if the other couple was still there or not. Anyway. Then the um, daughter started saying to me, I'm really upset with you for telling that story um, to this kid. And um, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't know that, uh, you know, that it was that private. And she said, wait, you heard what you said? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, well, that's very personal. It's very private. And then her parents heard it and they were not very, they were not very happy about it. So, you know, I apologize and we, you know, said what we wanted to say and stuff. And um, then everyone was basically leaving the party, so they left. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, well, I guess it's okay because they they were all okay when they left. So I didn't think anything of it. Three days later, on a Tuesday, we get a text from, my husband and I both get a text from the husband of this um, dear these dear friends of ours. And he goes into saying, you know, I... Um, underreacted to you telling that personal story about our daughter and we're very upset and she's very upset and uh, you know it, the the text goes on like um you obviously you also obviously were talking to the son and asking him very private questions and his parents are very upset that um you're an adult and these are young people and you're you're taking advantage of their um being nice to the host of the party by just staying there and talking to you and went into this whole big thing. And basically it ended up saying we can no longer be friends. 
So I was like, wait, what? What happened? What? I, I totally did not know what was going on. Well, my husband gets this text as well, but he was not at home at the time. He was on his walk or whatever. And when he comes home, he is pissed off. He is so mad with me because he said, I told you not to ask personal questions. Uh, did you hear that text message? I got a, My family's texting because, you know, it's the holiday. Um, anyway, so he is really mad at me. And his parents, this was a Tuesday. Uh, yeah, that no, was Tuesday. And, and we talked about it and went over and over it again and again. He's like, we've lost our dearest friends. We don't have any friends. I'm like, honey, honey, we do have friends. We just don't have them as friends. And he was really upset about it. So I'm like feeling like a like a shit, uh, like a piece of shit on a shoe. I don't know. I, I feel like really felt bad. And I was like, man, you know, I, I, I don't know what I did. I don't know. I mean, I know I told that bad story, that uh, personal story, but um, with the kid, I didn't think I was the kid. I say that again, young adult, 25 years old. Um, I didn't know that I was like being inappropriate. At the time, I didn't think I was being, I didn't know I was being inappropriate. Um, but of course, you know, after I think about it and say, oh my God, you know, I, I did have these little kind of personal questions that, with this guy and was probably inappropriate in a, straight party but then i was thinking you know well god if 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 this was if the gays were if the gays were here at this party then everybody would be laughing along and you know and um answering the questions and everybody would be giving their two cents worth and also but because it was a straight party it became my behavior became extremely inappropriate and enough that they don't want to be friends with us anymore so as I said, I was very upset and I'm just like, you know, and then, then the, the wife of the guy starts texting me and she's sending me the texts that this other lady was sending her. And she said, don't text her. She doesn't want to hear from you. Don't, don't send her my texts and all this kind of stuff. And I'm thinking, um, you're just trying to cover your ass because you don't want her to know that you're sending her exact texts to me. So that was that pissed me off, you know, because I'm like this this woman, in in the past she can be a shit stirrer, and I know exactly what happened. She she stirred the shit and got her husband upset, so he had to text us, and then got the daughter even more upset because you know she's like he, he told this personal story of you and blah blah blah, and I was only talking to him when I told that story and all this kind of stuff. Um, anyway, you know the long story short, I should say, is we are no longer friends with the, our dearest friends that we've had for a long time, and now they don't want to be our friends, and all because of me. So um, that's kind of, um, you know, kicked off this non-podcasting time because I was just feeling so horrible, just awful. And then I start to think about it. Oh my God, my family is driving me crazy with all these texts. I don't know if you're hearing those texts things, but um, oh, they're all saying Merry Christmas and shit. Uh, I'll answer those later. Anyway, so, you know, I, I've, we've had a long, I've had a long time to think about this. So, um, I'm th you know, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, my gut reaction was, you know, I'm, I am so embarrassed. I'm so upset. I am just, I am so disappointed in myself. And I was just feeling really bad. 
And then, you know, then the whole um, idea of her stirring the shit and making this worse really got to me. And then the thing, one thing that it was in the text that she sent me from the other couple was the father said, well, he should have known better to not, you know, ask these questions or to be inappropriate. Um, And he said something like, um, I told him that he's just his, their son. I told him he's just going to have to chalk this up to a learning experience and know how to extricate yourself from an awkward situation. And I'm thinking, if he was feeling awkward, he's, a, he's 25 years old. If he's feeling awkward, is he not old enough to, you know, walk away or say, you know, um, you know, that, you know, that's enough, you know, whatever. I mean, I, I, that, I, I'm saying that that's horrible. I should not. Um, it's it's almost like I'm blaming the victim, but I'm I'm trying not to be that way. What I'm saying is, these young people, and I say young people, I mean Gen Zers, who are so fragile that they can't deal with any kind of like real human interaction, and they get their feelings hurt so easily. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, but I just feel. Like Gen Zers are so immature. They they can't like the girl, this girl is almost twenty-eight years old. She could not I mean she she um said that it was inappropriate and something and she was upset that I told the story, but um dealing with like she was still upset about it three days later, I was I was just you know, I'm just so I'm just really pissed off about the whole thing, to tell you the truth. And then, you know, my husband and I have talked about this a million times and we were going back and forth and, and we're like, well, you know, they've, they've kind of been um, drifting apart from us for like the last year. Like we would say, you want to get together? And there's like, no, we're busy. Or they would say, let's take a trip to the Finger Lakes to visit wineries. And we're like, um, we're retired. We're on fixed incomes. We can't really afford that right now. But yet these other, this other couple can and they ended up going to Sonoma together out in California for like 10 days well, because they're rich too, but we're not rich. So, I mean, so there's these little things over the last year that we, are, you know, after this has happened, we've begun to think about these things and realize, you know, maybe they were looking for something, you know, maybe not consciously, but something to move away from us. I don't know, because at that, like I said, at the party, they created this um, little circle and it was just the four of them, the four parents. And the kids were in and out of that circle, but they didn't associate or talk with anybody else in the party. You know, and I'm looking back at this now and I'm thinking, how rude, you know, I guess if this had not happened, I wouldn't think anything of it. But because it's happened, I, I, I'm thinking about all these little things. And this, um, this one, uh, the lady, the, the dear friend of ours, she has in the past, uh, at least four or five times I can think of that she has stirred the pot to make people upset about something that really maybe wasn't that upsetting, but they became upset when she talked to, you know, when she started talking about it. So I don't know. My husband is still hoping that we'll be friends with them in the, in the new year, but I'm like, you know what? At this point, I don't want to be their friends anymore. I, yes, yes, I totally admit that I was asking that guy probably some inappropriate questions for a straight party. Yes. And definitely I admit to telling this personal story about this girl to this kid, to this guy that I should not have shared. I completely admit to that. But I I think 
to me, the reaction is way blown out of proportion. We just, we can't be your friends anymore. In a text, no less. Anyway, so that happened. And since that happened, my husband and I have been like walking on eggshells. We've been very, um, anything will, you know, set us off because we're, he, he really is upset about this. He, he thinks we have no friends and that we're, we can't make friends at, at, at 60 and because he's, we're both turning 60 in, uh, 2024. Um, so he's really upset with me. So one night, um, so it was the week before Thanksgiving because his parents were coming in because they come to stay with us and they were coming in on a Saturday. So it was the Tuesday before that we got into this huge fight. Of course we had been drinking and that always makes things worse. Um, so we got in this big fight and screaming and yelling at each other. He's like, you've ruined it for us for friends and all this stuff. And, you know, just, you know, you end up saying things that you shouldn't say. Well, I was, I did not say anything, but he said something to me that it was very upsetting to me. And I just, you know, so I had to go for a walk, but well, we had been drinking. And so I left the house, put on my coat and started to walk. Like I usually go on a regular walk, but, um, right literally at the corner of our building, I tripped on the curb and fell flat on my face and scraped up my nose, my chin, my forehead. I, I, I feel like my face took the brunt of this fall right onto the concrete, onto a sidewalk. My hands got scraped up, my knees got scraped up. And so my face was bleeding and um, I'm like, son of a bitch. And so I go back to the house and he's already asleep. So I, and I'm so mad at him because he made me so mad that I, um, anyway, I came back to the house. I ended up sleeping on the couch, but I had to clean up my face because it was bleeding and I was a mess and it was just, just horrible. So then I, so then I wake up the next morning on the couch and he comes out to the living room and he's like all apologetic. I'm so sorry. I said that I should not have said that. That had nothing to do with what we were talking about. It's old stuff. And, and then he didn't even notice the, the, my face, this, I had been so scraped up on my face. Um, and I said, um, I, I understand that. Um, do you see my face? He said, Oh my gosh, what happened? And I told him that I went for a walk last night and when you went to bed and I tripped on the curb and smashed my face on the, on the concrete, probably cause I had been drinking. Um, but I swear, you know, Anyway, so then, so my face is all torn up and scabby and bleeding for the next week, week or so. So when we go to pick up his parents, they're like, oh my God, what happened to you? And I was like, well, it's all scabby now, but um, I tripped on the curb and smashed my face on the, on the uh, sidewalk. Um, I didn't tell them why or anything like that. I, you know, my husband can decide if he wants to tell them that. But um, anyway, so um, picked them up at the airport on Saturday. And guess how long they stayed? 11 days. My in-laws were here for 11 days. So another reason why I didn't podcast, pretty much, well, 11 days of November. <laughs> Actually, and one, no, no, I guess they left before that. Um, so they were here and everything changes when they're here. I have to give them my bathroom, you know, gives a chip to around the house. It's just, you know, I really don't like them being here. 
but his father's 84 and his mother's 80. She's going to be 81, I think, coming up soon. But um, so we have to be nice to them because they're not going to keep showing up every year for Thanksgiving um, forever. So, uh, you know, I'll live with it until then. But, you know, it's always just, I just, everything changes. So, like, we, my husband and I, we made up and everything was, everything's fine with that and all. Um, and we've done, we've tried to do things that are, you know, going to help us make new friends. So we joined another meetup group because we already belong to three meetup groups. And we went out to, uh, well, this was after the parents left. I should say before the parents got even got here. The week before they got here, I started to renovate the bathroom. I painted the bathroom. I took down these ugly old um, glass shelves in there, and I put up some nice wood ones, um, put a new um, shower rod in there, curtain rod. Uh, I painted the heater vent cover, changed the um, um, vent cover that sucks the the hot air out of the bathroom, and um, uh, I think that's about it. So basically, a new a new bathroom for them, um, and it, it will obviously for me too when they left. But um, so they were here for eleven days and blah 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 blah. Renovate the bathroom to- or bathroom a little bit and so forth. Um, then after they, well, I guess because because Thanksgiving I think was on the twenty third this year, so they were here for like a whole week, almost a week after Thanksgiving till. The Wednesday after, so we went and did. We went and got a Christmas tree, and they helped us decorate the Christmas tree, and we put up all the Christmas decorations, and you know all the usual stuff we do when they're here. But then they were, you know, as I said, they were here like three extra days. Um, oh, actually, four extra days. So, like, we went out to dinner. We took them to a museum in, in D.C. Um, little things like that. You know, it ended up being just fine. But I just hate giving up my bathroom when they're here. Um, I really wish they would stay in a hotel, but that's never going to happen as long as they're still alive and they're still visiting. Hold on, I need to take a sip of my wine. Mm. Now, I should say, um, I'm drinking wine, but not early on Christmas Day. I'm actually recording this on Christmas Eve, late. What time is it? Quarter to 10. So um, I'm recording it so I can post it on Christmas Day so that it will be like your Christmas present. Anyway, let's move on. So you heard the story of why I haven't been able, not been not been able to podcast, just didn't podcast. And you know, here's the other thing, and I will say this. Um, you know that my husband retired in June, and I have found it uh, more and more difficult to find a time when he's not in the house so I can podcast. And I, that always makes me think of Arthur when um, he and Nigel when Nigel was alive and they lived together and Arthur would not podcast if Nigel was in the house. And that just reminds me every time I, I, I think, oh, my husband's here. I don't want to podcast while he's in the house. So there's been very little time um, by myself to, pod, to do a podcast. So all of these things have kind of fed into why for the last two months I have not done a podcast. But basically the last three weeks in December, um, I really haven't had an excuse because my husband and I have made up and we're doing very well. We've, as I was saying, we um, joined a meetup group and um, went out to, <coughs> excuse me, went out to um, lunch with a bunch of guys, all gays, um, had a great time, met three new friends. Um, and then since then, we've gone out to dinner with one of them and had a great time that night too. 
Um, so, I mean, it is possible to make friends. You just have to, you know, put some effort out there. Um, and we're um, emailing with you. Like, okay, so there was like 10 guys at this lunch. And three of the guys who were at the lunch um, got in touch with us after the fact and said, oh, my gosh, you guys are so much fun. Let's get together and do something, blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, we can be very sociable. I think we just need to have gay friends. And I'll, you know, I'll go even one step further and say, um, mid-December, uh, we had a dinner party, which was just gay people. We had two other gay couples here. And we had the best time. And it, it, it kind of reinforced what I was saying about a straight Halloween party. Um, because the gays at this party, I think when you're hanging around gays, um, you can you can say things and react to things in a silly gay way and not people don't think that you're inappropriate, you know, um, because that night at that dinner party, I mean, we did have wine, but the majority, mostly my husband and I were the only ones drinking the wine because these other people, they don't drink that much. But anyway, um, we were being so silly and saying dirty jokes and all this kind of stuff. And nobody left the party upset or, you know, offended or, um, you know, they didn't think that my questions were inappropriate, you know? So, I mean, I'm telling you, I, I think we just need to have gay friends. Now, that's not to say we, we will get rid of all of our straight friends because, um, and plus I know there's a, there's some straight people who listen to this podcast and I don't want you to think that I'm against the straights. I'm just saying that we, we get along better, or I shouldn't say that, we are more comfortable when conversations flow with the gays and you don't have to worry about being too inappropriate. Granted, we have known these two couples for almost, uh, well, like 18, 19 years, some of them. Um, actually, one of them I've known since 1995. So um, anyway, um, you know, and all these little things are just making me realize that we really do need to have more gay friends. Again, not getting rid of the straight friends. We just need some more gay friends. So we're working on that. And we've got a couple of things coming up in the new year that we've got planned. Um, my husband's going to work on stuff on his side and I'm going to meet more people or at least um, hang out with some more gay people. I mean, this this one guy we met at that, at that lunch, um, it's like we almost clicked instantly. He was sitting on my left and my husband was on my right and I kept turning to him and talking and stuff. Um, and we just had a great time. And then um, when we, we went out to dinner just last week, and um, we just, again, just it kind of like everything just flew, flowed. And we get each other, and he, he understands us and stuff. And it's just like, um, so I think he's going to be a friend for a while. We'll see. Um, let's see. So where was I going with all this? <laughs> let's go back to reality, shall we? So it's the holiday season, and as I, as you know, today is Christmas, and I've been, you know, as I do this every year, I watch a ton of Christmas movies. So my husband and I have been watching, well, he's watched some of them, a lot, actually a lot of them with me, but I have watched a lot of them on my own as well. Um, I'm just going to go down the list of Christmas movies that I've watched now, um, or with my husband or by myself. The 1938 version of A Christmas Carol... The Bishop's Wife, The Ray Conniff Christmas Show, The Andy Williams Christmas Show, A Christmas Story, Miracle on 34th Street, Christmas in Connecticut, The Man Who Came to Dinner, 
Holiday Inn. And Nessa, if you're listening, I'm Linda Mason. The 1951 version of Scrooge, White Christmas, and just yesterday I watched Love Actually. Now, I have to say, I've had that movie on my Plex Media server for years, and I have never watched it. So I said, I'm just going to, because I took my husband, by the way, he, my husband's not home. He's in New Orleans, and um, I took him to the airport on, uh, what's today? Sunday, Friday, and he is spending, he'll be there till, till this next Friday. He'll be with his parents for, um, and his family for Christmas. So, you know, I'm being lazy and watching movies and drinking wine and just, you know, being myself. Um, so anyway, yesterday I watched Love Actually, and I'll just say now that I, I find, um, well, first of all, that movie was made like in what? When was that made? 93? 2003? Let me uh, just do a real search here. Love Actually. There we go. So Love Actually was made in, oh, 2003, just as I thought. Excuse me. And they have a whole lot of stars in that movie. And I really felt felt bad for the Emma Thomas um, character. And um, Hugh Grant in 2003 was gorgeous. Oh, my God, he is so beautiful. He played the prime minister. Um, anyway, I just thought that was a, you know, I don't know why I haven't watched it since then. I mean, since I had it. But um, I just love that movie. It was just so beautiful and it kind of all wrapped up in the end. Now, there's another movie I'm supposed to be watching but I'm having trouble with it playing on my Plex Media server, or at least I did this afternoon. I was trying to watch Last Christmas, not this, not the Wham music Last Christmas, because I don't know if, if you all are playing that game. But um, um, Holly, um, what's her name? Holly Go Lightly. What's what is her name on um, on the Twitters? I don't know. Anyway, Holly does this thing every year where, where you, you, she plays the um, Whamageddon game where. Um, you try to go as long as you can in the month of December without hearing the Wham! song Last Christmas. And not like um, remakes of it, but the actual real Wham! version of Last Christmas. So, you know, I said, I'm playing this game. Um, but then, like the second day of December, where was I? Uh, maybe I was getting my hair cut. I forget where I was. No, my husband was with me, I think. Oh, we were in a restaurant, I think, having dinner. And they played the original Wham! song last Christmas. I was like, son of a bitch, I'm out of the game on the second day of December. <laughs> and uh, then um, Holly just got out a couple days ago. But um, So that's the game. You try to try to go as long as you can without hearing the actual uh, version of last Christmas. Anyway, so I was playing that. But anyway, that's the movie. There's a movie called Last Christmas that I think was made in 2021. Um, and I, I've read all this stuff about, um, it's supposed to be this, you know, really, really good Christmas movie. So I downloaded it and I, um, put it on my Plex Media server, but this afternoon I tried to play it and it didn't play. So I don't know what's going on. I'll have to check that out. But speaking of the Plex Media server, I now have 1,264 movies, 1,264 movies. That's a lot of movies. And the majority of them I have not watched. Now, I have been downloading, hint, hint, um, several movies that I think are going to be um, Oscar contenders. And I watched, uh, well, I guess I only watched, well, I guess I watched two. Um, one is, which is, actually, I'll just talk about that one. It's called The 
holdovers, the holdovers, yeah. It's um, Paul Giamatti plays this uh, teacher at this private school who has to stay over during Christmas break to watch the kids whose parents didn't come and pick them up and left their left their kids at school. Um, and it's just, there's a series of things happening. He ends up with just having one kid there. And it's it's just such a great movie. I don't I don't know that Paul Giamatti will be nominated for um, best actor, but the the uh, young guy in there I can't I can't think of his name I think he will get a nomination for best supporting actor, and then this this um, this black lady in there what is her name, you know what I can look it up because I have the internet and it's called the holdovers, holdovers there it is let's see. Um, I want to see the, who the cat. There's the cast. So Paul Giamatti plays the teacher. Dominic Sisa plays um, the student who's left with him, and then the uh, cook in the kitchen named Divine Joy Randolph. Well, in the show she's just called Mary, but in her real name is Divine Joy Randolph. I swear to God, she's going to get a. Oscar nomination for Best Supporting Actress because she was amazing. Now, if you think to yourself, I don't know who she is. I've never, I've never heard of her before. If you watched um, um, Only Murders in the Building, she plays the big um, police officer detective um, who you know gets these guys in trouble in the in the um, TV show Only Murders in the Building. And she just did such an amazing job in the movie. If she doesn't get an Oscar nomination. I don't know what's wrong with the, with the Academy. Um, so there's that movie. I would highly recommend that. I don't know if it's streaming yet or not. Oh, it's still in the theaters, actually. I see that. Oh, but you can, you can um, get it on Google Play, Apple TV, or Vudu. Uh, 20 bucks. I'm not doing that. I'm going to download it for free. Um, anyway. Oh, my God. I've been talking for 35 minutes. Um, so... I would suggest that movie. But there's a lot, a lot of other movies I want to see, like... Uh, oh, the other movie I watched was, um, oh God, not, well, another one I want to watch is called Poor Things with Emma Stone. Um, another one is Killers of the Flower Moon with Leonardo DiCaprio. And what was the one I just watched the other day? God damn it, I can't remember. Um, oh my God, I can't remember that. Oh, it was a good movie. Oh my God, that was a good movie. I can't, <laughs> I'm telling you that. And I don't even know what the movie is. Let me just take one look here because I have it on this hard drive. Uh, how can I show date? Oh, I know I can do. Um, oh, fuck. How do I do that? I don't know. Oh my God, I can't, I can't even think of the name of the movie. Um, you know what? I will, I will be, I'm back to podcasting. So I will tell you in the next episode what the name of that movie was and what other movies I want to watch. But anyway, cause I think I feel like I've been talking too much, but the purpose of this coming back to podcasting was to explain to you my absence for the last two months and to tell you those stories. And if you think I'm, I'm too hard on Gen Z people or um, adults who are 25 and 27, almost 28, um, with their feelings and their, Oh God, they have such mental issues. They're, um, they're, it seems like they're all on the spectrum, you know, some kind of, anyway, <laughs> I, gotta stop talk, I have to stop talking about that, but um, just know that I'm fine, everything is fine, I'm fine with not having those people as our friends, 
and uh, we've got lots of other friends. So, um, you know, that's just the way it is. So, um, so that's where I am and, and I'm back to podcasting. So, um, I might even podcast one more time before my husband comes home on Friday. We shall see. Anyway, that is all for today. I hope you all had a wonderful Christmas. Even if you're not listening to this on Christmas, I hope you had a great Christmas day. Um, I will be watching Christmas movies and laying around in my pajamas all day. So um, that's all for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, bye. (laughs) 